Okay, well, I had a privilege to organize a conference in uh, last uh, week. I was able to host it, and it was in Christchurch for the New Zealand Christian Council Association. And the theme was uh, embracing the complex. And I think that was right on the spot, because we as human beings are very complex. God has made us fearfully and wonderfully, but it's complex. We are complex human beings. And we live also in a complex world. And so this conference was, was interesting. It was a privilege, but it was also a headache for me <laughs> because I had to organize it. Before I went to the conference, I already lived it because I read all the abstracts. I saw lots of PowerPoints. I knew exactly what was coming. And, and then I was there and I had nothing to do because I delegated everything to everybody. How good is that? That was my power. Delegation. <laughs> anyway, so you think, today I'm going to talk about embracing the complex. Um, and you think, well, where is this going to go? <laughs> yeah, so we have a spirit and a soul, and we live in a body. And just because we all look good on the outside, uh, some of us might be falling apart on the inside. To be honest, uh, you're not really looking at the real me. You're just looking at my body. And, and you're looking really good today. And some of you are really smiling. And um, it looks like you are happy, but it might not necessarily be so. Because we are, all have the tendency to pretend that all is well, that all is good. And if people are asking you or me, so how are you doing? They say, fine, I'm all good. And inside you think, no, I'm not. No? Yeah, we all like that. So we all so have this notion that we need more or we need bigger. You know, a bigger house, a better car. Uh, you want to look better, you want to have more money, you want to have promotion, you want to have this. There's always this thing that we have that we need more and we need bigger. There is always something more to get or to achieve. But what do we really want? What makes us really happy and free and have joy and peace? What is it that it is? And it says um, that um, the kingdom of God, and we are kingdom people, aren't we? Yeah? The kingdom of God is not about eating and drinking. And I call it, it's not about stuff. That's what I call it. The kingdom is not about stuff, but it is about righteousness, peace, and joy, and the Holy Spirit. That's what is really we as kingdom people, that is really what our life is about. Although God is not offering us a perfect life, is he? We have trouble and we have problems and we face things that we rather don't want to face. You got a few of those? Mm -hmm. But he, what he does offer us is a right standing with him. And how wonderful it is to feel not guilty or not feel ashamed 
or not feel condemned anymore because of what Christ has done for us. You know, I had a early child trauma. And for years and years and years, I asked myself, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? What is wrong with me? Anybody else had that record in their head? No? Can I see a hand? Who has ever asked himself, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? You know, the devil sold millions of copies of that. Millions. And then people would tell me, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? Wonderful to know that we have been made right by God through the blood of Jesus. Isn't it just wonderful uh, that God is for you? He is for me. And because he is for me, I can be for myself. I can back myself. And, um, and we want this. We, we need this relationship, that righteous relationship with God. Because then we can have peace. And out of that peace comes joy. And it is just amazing. Think about what do you want to make you happy. Just think about. And if there's any of else than these three things, you might need some transformation. You might need, the light might just pop on because what it is to be kingdom people. You know, it's really good to have money. I love having money in the bank. And... Um, I also got a mattress account. Anybody knows what a mattress account is? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got one of those now. And, uh, and it's cash, okay? <laughs> Under the mattress. Well, not somewhere. But it's, it's, it's wonderful to be able to have money, but money is not everything. Because you can have been a millionaire or a billionaire, but if you not have peace with yourself or with others or with God, it really doesn't mean anything. Well, we still want to be whole and have this sense of well-being in ourselves. We are spiritual beings and we have a body. And it says in the Bible, in Genesis 1, we were created in the image of God, man and woman alike. There is not any other creature in heaven and on earth who have been created in the image of God. That would have been quite a different story if it if it was a cow or something like that. But we are the only creature or creation that has been in the likeness of God. And so we reflect God, outwardly appearance. We engage with the physical world, yes, with our senses, so touch, taste, sight, smell, and hearing, and as I said, we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Our body, we can see in a mirror. It reflects, and we can actually see who we are. And our body carries many organs, and our biggest organ is our skin. And just as well, because that holds us all together. Otherwise, we will be all over the place. And we've got a nervous system. And one of the really important nerves 
the vagal nerves runs from the brain right through our body, even into our intestines. So we are just complex. Science is still to, to, to grab how wonderful and fearfully we are made. Our soul, that is the part that includes our minds, imagination and our will, our emotions, our conscience. That's where we relate to ourselves and we relate to others. And, you know, it's got a huge personality. Some of us got strong personalities. That's where we make decisions. There we have the three major motivations that I want, I feel, and I think. Oh, these are very, very strong. And on the whole, our soul is very self-centered. It is all about self. I don't know. Was anybody in our midst was a strong-willed child? <laughs> hey? Or maybe you had a few children like that yourself who were just very strong-willed because their soul was very, very strong. And when we are in a soul... You know, our soul is easily conformed to the pattern of the world or, our, or the environment that we live in. So it, it, it picks up everything. And sometimes that is good, and sometimes it's not good at all. And then the Lord formed a man from the dust of the earth, and he blew into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living soul. It is just phenomenal. Man's spirit came from the breath of God. Just think it for a while. It's the air that we breathe. It is because of God. It is just phenomenal. So when God formed us, he made us spirit and soul. And man was created to have a personal relationship, fellowship with God. But through the sinful disobedience, it had disastrous effect. And we all read it in, in Genesis. We were cut off from contact with God. And man's spirit became dead. Just like that. And in the soul, we became a rebel. All of us. Still sometimes we are a rebel. doing what we want to do, our own thing, going our own way. And as a result of sin, we've been dead in our spirit for a long time. And in our bodies, in our bodies, we carry that because we have sickness and disease and our body dies. But then God comes in. God in his boundless, amazing love. Yeah? longed to have a restoration with mankind and to have fellowship with them again. And so Jesus came to dwell amongst us and he looked like us because we are made in the image of him. That's it. He looked like us. And he sacrificed his life for us on the cross so that we could have life, so that the sin could be lifted from our lives. And that he made a way for us. 
our spirits could be reunited with God and become alive again and free and a new creation at the same time. It is just marvelous how God works it. So that which is born of flesh is flesh, but which which is born of the spirit is spirit. So as the body is dead without the spirit, so also our faith without works is dead. That is, we have to take hold of that. So as people, we do get hurt in our soul. We do. Because we're just people, because of what people say, or what we experience, or what we've been through. Uh, it affects our soul. And our soul and body are just bodies. They are so strong. So if anything happens in the soul, uh, it really works themselves out in the body. For example, if you, you know, say you are a bit, you know, the anxiety, you know, you're prone to anxiety. And it always starts in your soul. But it seems to work themselves in your body as well. Some people get this racing heart. Anybody? Or somebody just feels ugh in their stomach and, you know, they get digestive issues. So whatever happens in the soul makes its way through to the body and then it presents itself. Also, when our body goes through a trauma, like an accident or, or anything else, you know, when we feel sick, you know, our soul catches on to it. And if we stay sick too long, then we get a bit down and we get a bit depressed, then we lose hope and, and bang, then it comes, uh, we become quite miserable. So the body and the soul are just buddies always. And that's why we need the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, to come in and bring that change that we need. I lost my thing, but anyway. The mind and the body are in constant communications. Your, your, your body and your soul are in constant communications, always. And it often, as I said, happens with trauma, because when trauma happens, if it's emotional trauma or mentally trauma or physically trauma, it will affect all parts of us. And sometimes we are a bit ignorant. We are just not realizing when somebody else goes to trauma that it can affect them in many, many ways. But God is in the business of healing. And God is in the business of restoration. You know, Psalm 23 talks about that God restores my soul. You know, and we know that God is able to heal all the sickness and diseases. We know all that. That is so wonderful. So, dear friends, it says, I pray you may enjoy good health. This is not from PG. This is what the Bible says. And all may go well with you, even as your soul is getting along well. Because our soul is complex too. We are spiritual alive and we receive Christ. And our spirit is born again. Can you remember that time when the Spirit of God came in your 
life, I remember it still. On a night, Yad was at work. I was smoking two packets a day. Had four children. Smoked through all pregnancies. Yep, yep, I did. And still smoking two packets a day. And then on one night, uh, long story, but at one night, I asked Jesus to come into my life. And I thought, I oh, know I've been in church all my life. You know, I'm good, but I wasn't good. And so I has received Christ in my life and asked for the God's Spirit to come in my life. And you know, in that moment, nothing that happened. But the day, in the morning, when the first thing you want to smoke, that was the first time I heard God speaking to me. Because Spirit speaks to Spirit. Never have I experienced God speaking to me. He said, PJ, no, Pierkje, Pierkje, whenever you want to smoke, put your hands together and say, Holy Spirit, come. And I said, I will come. One minute, five minutes, ten minutes. Today, since 1884, I've never smoked again by the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, after three weeks, asking, I don't know how many times, Holy Spirit come, Holy Spirit come, I was as drunk as anything. Drunk as anything. The Holy Spirit just washing me clean. It was a phenomenal and never forgettable experience when Christ came in our life. That's what it means to be born again. The Spirit finds an expression in your soul, but He also finds expression into your body if you let Him. And this explains the word of David when he says in Psalm 103, Bless the Lord, all my soul, and everything that's within me. Praise the Lord. Everything. So when we enter in that personal relationship with Christ, something really wonderful, transforming power happens in our lives. And it wants to get to work. It wants to get to work in your soul because it goes to your soul first and then it goes to your body. It can't really, well, you know, God is God. I'm not telling God what to do. But, but it usually goes first to your soul and then express themselves to your body. And then we can worship him in spirit and in truth. And even though I've been all my life in church, nearly for 35 years, and it was, I've never been able to worship God in spirit and truth till the spirit of God came into my life. And that's what the Spirit does. Well, I don't know. Do you know that your body are the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you and whom you have received from God and you are not your own? And so here we live uh, starting a life to follow Christ, to pick up our own cross because that's what it is. Because from that moment on, God wants us to die to ourselves, to actually say no to our own soul and say yes to the Spirit of God. And that is an incredible journey. 
And sometimes we get it right, and sometimes we get it wrong, and sometimes we don't even want to. We know we need to do it, and we don't. And that's why we are living this journey with God. And God is gracious. You know, sometimes we don't get it right. I remember we were in Dunedin, and Pastor Bob mentioned that, you know, they needed a pastor somewhere, and, and, and I, you know, yelled at first, yeah, I really think we should go Pirk, you know, Pirk. Oh, okay, right. So, you know, we slept a night over it, and we went to Pastor Bob and said, we really believe that we, uh, we, God calls us to that place. And Pastor Bob was very gracious to us. And he said, well, we're going to pray. And if it's from God, then it will become stronger. And also I will get the witness. And if it's not, then it will just die of natural death. Well, he said, we'll talk again a week later. You know, <laughs> by the week was finished. It was all gone. So sometimes our soul wants something or desire something, but it does not necessarily comes from the Spirit of God. And so did we go? No, we didn't go. Because it, was, it wasn't, didn't come from the Spirit. It came from ourselves. And so then we live and learn. It's not like we have it all together when we have the Spirit of God living in us. We just make mistakes, and we, got it, we don't always get it right. But God is gracious because we are on this journey with him and we, if we have a hard desire to follow him and to do his will, he is very gracious to us and he helps us, he corrects us and he said, no, 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 go this way. So maybe you have some of those experiences that you think you have heard from God. Or people say, you know... A lot of people have come to me and said, God is speaking to me about this and that and that. Mm -hmm. And now I say, do you believe it comes from the Spirit or does it come from you? Because we are very strong in our soul. We know what we want and we know what we desire and we know what our dreams are. And then, you know, but sometimes we get it a bit mixed up. And that's why it takes time to listen to God. God is never in a rush. Just listen to God, and he will come right. So deny our souls and say no to our demands that we have. I want, I will, I must, you know, I, 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 me, 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 me. But God is more like, what about this way? What about God's way? What about God's word? What does God's word about saying about that? As a Christian, it can work, and it is working. But we all are in a progressing from one step to another step. None of us have arrived. Otherwise, you wouldn't be sitting here. You would be in heaven. So we're all still on this journey to be led by the Holy Spirit and spend time in his word and help to understand it, what it really means for our personal life or for our family or live through the eyes of God and see what, what is, you know, open our eyes of my heart, Lord. We sing that 
so that we may see him. You know, not see what we really want or really need, but what is God really saying? And so that we hearing it, we believing it, and we living it to be led by his Holy Spirit. See, the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit. And some of your friends or people at your work might not understand the whole thing about it, what you're going on about, or why you need to pray about things. When we were fostering children, uh, we said we first need to pray about it. And the first time they said, what? I said, we just we need to pray about it. If this child that comes in our family, if, this, if, if we are the right family. And sometimes it was fine, and otherwise it was, Yalta got a no, and they said no. And then we had to ring up. No, it's a no. And they couldn't understand the thing. They couldn't understand it. But for us, as kingdom people, we are, want to be, need to be led by the Holy Spirit. Yeah? And so it is foolishness to them. And they can't know it because they're not spiritual. They don't know. And we sometimes expect them to know, but they don't. It says in 1 Thessalonians, May the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. Your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless in the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So we are sons and daughters to be led by the Holy Spirit. That is the strongest power, the strongest influence that God wants us to have in our lives. It is the Holy Spirit working through our soul. Bring healing, bring restoration, bring transformation so that we can live a life that glorifies Him. Yeah. It says in, uh, in Romans 12, it says, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your body as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. That is your spiritual act of worship. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So even Jesus said, the words that I have spoken to you are full of the Spirit and full of life. And so when we read the word of Jesus, we know that we have heard from the Spirit himself. So what about this book then? Hmm? We don't see many books around these days because it's all on phones and laptops and all of that. I don't mind. But I still love my Bible like this. I do. And you can see, <clears throat> it's been around for a while. But the Word of God is actually the Word of God. And the Word of God is a spiritual book for us to learn, to glean, to help us. And I can for the life not think, you know, when people are not reading the Word of God, because that's where we learn how God wants to have things done, or how it, what is it like to have God's way, or what is, it, what is the truth? The Bible is the truth. It says the Word of God is living. It's not just a book, people. It is living. It is active. It is sharp as. Have you found sometimes out when you read something and it hits you? 
because it says it got a two-edged sword piercing even to the division of soul and spirit. So God can speak to our soul, but he also can speak to our spirit with this same book. Just like joints and marrow, and it is discerning of thoughts and a tenth of the hearts, this book is life to us. And I hope that we all still reading and gleaning, and not only reading and gleaning, but put it into practice, that we become doers of this beautiful word. That has God had intended for us. And so no matter how you feel in your body or how matter you feel you're done in your soul, you know, the connection with God always remains. That doesn't go, not at any time. You know, you can go through such difficult times when your soul or experience or circumstances. Uh, I mean, we have plenty of that in our lifetime. But it's nothing like it. In the midst of it, you can still have the peace of God. And that is priceless because you know you can trust him. When you tr you're led by the Spirit, you can trust him that God is going to lead you without borders. We've been singing about that not that long ago. And that is the peace we're talking about. We are complex, certainly. <laughs> and not a person is alike. We've got similarities, but each person got their own complexities, of how we think or how we, how we do. And at times we feel so precious by the expectation of others, and it causes us them to be frustrated or miserable or confused, not knowing what to do. And the stresses of life is real, isn't it? It is very, very real. But we all have actually two lives. It's the life that other people see, and it's the life that only God sees in yourself. And it's that inner world that Spirit God is after to bring the transformation. And when that inner world gets transformed, it will come up in your body. I remember when I received the Holy Spirit, I was just drenched in it, but it also showed in my body because some of my sicknesses just went, just like that, as the Holy Spirit went through my soul and then expressed himself through the body. You know, in God is not expecting us to be perfect. He knows we are not. But he does expect that we are following him as best as we can to the best of our ability. You know, God sees our heart. You know, David was, was chosen because God looked in his heart. That's why he was chosen, not because of the way he looked, but God looked into the heart. So, beloved, that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospered. So each time we cooperate with God, we take one more step forward because 
when God asks us to change or when God, God asks us to lead us into something new or something fresh, it means it's always good for us. It's always better for us. It's always God, God, our heart, but also where we go, he's got the people who are there also at heart. But he also wants us to give more freedom. He also wants us to get more peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. So there is a way to live simple, peacefully. It is in the midst of this complexity that we all face in life. And the key is learning how I'm willing to be led by the Holy Spirit every day. That might not look acceptable to others, but for us who are kingdom people, the kingdom of God is not about eating and drinking. It's not about stuff. It's about righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. That is what God has desired from us. So keep strengthening your Holy Spirit with the Word of God.